Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. So, Evie. Yes, sir. For RPG A Day 2018, how about you lead us off with the first question for today, which is for the ninth. How has a game surprised you? Ooh. How has a game surprised me? Uh-huh. In the RPG de- de- decisions. Yeah. Um, but even when you have four people and two of them roll ones, you can still pull a victory out. <laughs> That it really does depend on teamwork. Teamwork makes RPG dream work? Yes, it does. Teamwork is what actually does it. You can play solo games online. You can play solo stuff all the time. But the teamwork is really the whole point of it. Nice. And cooperative play. It is cooperative. And you basically, you've got each other's backs. That, that's a good thing. And it's a very good thing. Surprises me how every time I see an RPG group all band together when the shit hits the fan, how all of a sudden they all hunker down to kick ass and take names together. Even yeah. though five minutes earlier they were at each other's throats for, for a magic ring. Oh, yeah. And even though you have a rogue that has stolen a bag of holding and didn't even tell her partners, <laughs> him. Surprise! <laughs> she still hasn't emptied the bag of holding yet, so she doesn't even know what's in it still. I know. Well, the last one was we had to end. She had to go to work the next day. <laughs> true that. True that. Yeah. Okay, so Kelly, I- I- I'll pick you next. Oh, so, August the 9th. How has a game surprised you? Um. Hmm. If I were to pick a specific instance um scion game npc you know was uh uh we were working with him and stuff and turns out he was the bad guy all along he was working for the bad guys oh uh, that was a good one yeah the uh the aztec Cor- cortez Cortez. So, and the thing is... He wasn't my, really working for the Titans, but he was a bad guy. Yeah. And the thing is, my character was work, doing extra jobs for him. Um, so it's like, I, he's even in one, you know, you know, a couple of them were even written into a, one of my extra, extra stories. But it's like, 
And then all this time, I thought he was just this really great guy, you he was, know. He was Corvettes. But no, turns out he was farming uh, scions for Titans. Oh, you know, like untapped Titan, untapped scions who weren't tapped by the divine parent can be tapped by other gods or Titans. Mm. Okay, um, like they become adopted, basically. Right. And it turns out all this time that we've been trying to fight that Titan spawn, he's been out, and he had me going out looking for the... And I was like, what? When Jim told me that, I was like, I was floored. Yeah, in game, she never found out. Oh, my God. This was out of game knowledge, but this is still, after the game it wrapped surprised up. I'm me. Like, oh, by the way, Cortez, total evil corporate businessman using Scions for his own usage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, hell no. His mother was the, the, the goddess of filth. and, and you know, So he was the, he was corporate scum. Uh, yeah. She was filth, he was corporate scum. Oh, my God. And the dwarf. The dwarf surprised me. Oh, yeah, the dwarf. Shouldn't have. But, like, I had made, my character had made a deal with a dwarf um, for a uh, enchanted item. But the guy planted a booby trap in it. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Magical chastity belt. Yeah. I asked for, I asked for some, a pretty piece of jewelry that, you know, um, uh, I forget the, like, that would increase my armor and yeah, that type you of want stuff. I wanted, I wanted protection because my character, like, has no physical, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, in agreement, you know, I'd spend the week with him. So sure enough, he gives me this pretty, pretty belly chain. Gorgeous. And it's like, okay, now if you press here, it does this. If you if you press this gem, it does that. Press the button, and it friggin' put a magic chastity belt on me. Ooh. And he refused to take it off. Just about... I, my, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I was so... You know, I was... It was because the dwarf was pr- told by his father he had to succeed at the mission or bring his head back on a platter. Oh, well. So this young dwarf prince had to do what he had to do to win the MacGuffin. Yeah, well, totally floored me. That did shock me, too. On the plus side, the MacGuffin caused the dwarf to get hit by a, co- a meteorite, so... Oh, well, there's that. So, so, Sandy. When has the game surprised you? I think it was more like I surprised the thing. Yeah. If you're you're talking on the Viking River Cruise, yes. She pretty much shocked the hell out of every single player. Mary was losing her shit. Trevor was laughing a giggle fit under the table. Because his grandmother was going psychotic. No. He just wanted me to use my brain. Yes, and one of her two boy toys was getting too clingy. Yes, yes. So I Her character had two boyfriends on the ship. Had two boyfriends, but hey on the she ship. was a Valkyrie kind of babe. Yes. A scion of uh, Nord. Yeah, scion of Nord. Okay. And uh and uh so she dropped a few ancient uh episodes that nobody had realized why her stepfather was always giving her money. So, uh, yeah, so everybody's jaw dropped. and I She has a home. very, very dark, <laughs> tragic, <laughs> tragic, 
from her description. F'd her up. Stepdad and her. No, no. There's some blackmail material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard the background from Kelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's dark. It's super dark. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I just. Go back just and listen to the episode if you don't from. get this. So, uh, I yeah, surprised Yeah, no spoilers. Yes. You have to watch, the I, listen. I, I, you listen yeah. to the ocean wreck. I had, to, <laughs> I had to, I surprised everybody. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I'd say that was... And, uh, and it fit right into the next uh, storyline. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and we should really get him to cough up more money. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Super dark. Well, I think you're missing the end of windows that are flying around. Well, we'll, we'll clue he you in me. later. Yeah, you owed me. Services rendered can't obtain. Yeah. He should have been behind well, you know, bars. He should have been I in prison. I caught some of it. I, I did get some of that. Okay. People cough up money for that shit. Hell yes. But the whole thing of it was, he kept saying, well, well, think of something. Think of something. And by something. the way, he, she means me. Yeah, yeah. Because I was trying to get her to get yeah, to the, flex her role-play muscle. Yeah, he wanted me to flex my role-playing muscle, and I did. Yeah. And literally, <laughs> it went from her character being very quiet and in the background, except for occasionally, you know, having little throw-outs. Killing. killing. Yeah, basically, killing. she was quiet she was and killing people. Seal, so to be fair. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she opened up, and everyone at the table had the EBGVs. And, <laughs> and she basically ended up with the scene of her throwing one of her boyfriends against the door by the throat, saying, leave. Yes. Well, yeah, sometimes... Mom, just I know how it just goes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. gotta work through your issues, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, just get the fuck out of my you, house. You, right? Yeah, you just, you just, uh, when you're six four and you're, yeah, built like a Viking shield. Yeah, understand. Yeah. Okay, he just would not get the whole leave me alone thing. It can be difficult. <laughs> he was clingy. It was clingy. Yeah. Yeah. We don't like the clingy. We <laughs> don't need any of these codependent boyfriends. No. <laughs> Ideally. Sadly, what it was was he was fate bound to you because you used a fate, you know, le- legend around him that he yes. actually fate bound to yes. a legend for Scion. But yes. that's how you chose to interpret the clinginess. Yeah. And what were we doing with the dwarves? That was when you were in Budapest. Oh, yes. Be- those, Budapest. those dwarves. Buddha and Pest. Yeah. yeah. When you remember yeah. the auction that Loki sent you guys yes, there to go yes, to, yes, with the explicit directions of go bid on the item, but I don't want you to win it. No, he didn't say that. If he had said that, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> no, no, that was that was my surprise. That would be yeah. too direct for Loki. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. He's dead now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Thanos. Aww. Wrong universe. <laughs> My Loki's still alive. Oh, uh, spoiler about uh. a movie. It's not, it's, it was sort of a, I was referencing a movie. It was kind of a mic drop moment. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, Jocelyn. Yes. What, what's your biggest surpri- surprise? been so many. So many great games. Um, I think one of my biggest surprises was as a GM and um, I had set up this dungeon that I thought would be really 
easy. Um, or at least I thought one section of it was going to be really easy. That my players just had to get through some simple locks. And somehow they all kept I've heard about this one. rolling critical fails at the worst time. So I had to roll with the dice, as it were, and it got worse and worse and worse. And I accidentally had to cut off one of the player's hands. <laughs> I really did not want to kill the player. And so the question was, they kept failing and getting stuck in this lock and this trap. Just know he doesn't resent you for that. Oh, that's real good. Because I was shocked and appalled <laughs> at the direction the game was going. This was supposed to be a very, like... Easy. E it was easy. supposed to be easy. And... Um, so I had them roll on the lock, sort of, so, you know, form. They didn't have to, like, roll extraordinarily well, but not a critical failure. And when he rolled a critical failure, suddenly had to come up with something that would happen. So I had the lock close on his hands like a trap. And then I upped the complexity of the mechanism, and I tried to hint... That now it was a group activity figuring out the lock problem because their thief was trapped in the lock. And the group did not necessarily pick up all my hits. And they made choices. Or they didn't want to get anywhere near that damn lock. And then there were more fails. And then I had him trapped in this lock and it needed to do something. And I really did not want him to die in the lot, so I cut off his hand. As you have to sometimes. It was it was the there, least bad thing. There, there had to be some kind of consequence. Yep. If yeah. If there was a dash roll, there has to be consequence. That was the consequence. <laughs> and boy, did I get a lot of feedback after that session on how to handle things like that and make it so that my characters would not suffer too much. I was like, a killer. I'm not a killer GM. No. I try not to get anybody hurt. Is it my fault that y'all failed every fucking dice roll? It is not. And it wasn't like it wasn't like minor fails, in which case I would have been like, that's fine. We're getting through the door. <laughs> critical fails. It was critical fails again and again and again. Because that's what happens when you trust the dice. The dice will always betray you one way or another. Yeah, no. The dice are trying to kill you. You do know this. Well, but I was the GM. So <laughs> I was not expecting the dice to kill my players. You were expecting the dice to give them critical success and make them breeze through Or things. really, they just had to not roll critical fa fails. So even if they rolled really low. I've been like, that's all you need. That's mm -hmm. what you get through the lock slowly. Your lock picks broke, but you spit on the lock and you used your blood and your fingernails and you got through. I don't know. I would have rolled with it. But Who instead did? he can use both his blood and his fingernails from the severed hand that's in the lock. <laughs> that's how they got through. So I really thought they were not even going to get past it after he lost his hand. And I was like, what do I do? This is unexpected. 
surprise, situation normal. <laughs> it was it was my first game I ever ran, and I definitely learned some things about that. But um, yeah, it was bloody. Hey, but that can be fun. Well, it's left a great story. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Jim and Kelly both know this anecdote, and they were not even in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just know the player, the person who was playing the character. Yeah. So it lives on. My moment of infamy. <laughs> Oddly enough, showing what a small world of gaming it is, that player worked with me at the time, and I heard the story in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and we hadn't even met yet. No, you think. guys hadn't met no, yet. No, no. No, yeah, it is. Because we always had our, our, uh, what did you game last night and have happen? Story session at work. No shit, there I was. And then she cut off my hand. And then (laughs) they me five finger. I think we determined we were going to give him a fake steam-powered hand after that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was shocking. So I would have to say my most surprising moment would be the first time I ever showed up to GM a game and had zero preparation time to run a game and pretty much pulled the entire game out of my ass and everyone had an amazingly good time and did not realize I pulled it all out of my ass. That's because you give good flavor text, baby. Well, that and I listened to the players as they, you know, played and much like Carrie does often in our games, they're like, I bet you this and this and this and now I'm scribbling down notes really quick of, yeah, sure, that sounds great. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Sure. Well, so never be afraid to uh, erase your GM ideas and go with your players' ideas out there because they might be better. And they might fit the tropes that the group's expecting better. So don't you don't have to worry about showing up with a, a an entire 15 adventure session campaign idea. Just show up with something that will have fun with the group. Yeah, Fiona agrees. Yeah, Fiona yeah. agrees. Mm-hmm. Just like I always tell the GMs I've been trying to mentor for Star Wars. Show up with three encounters. The dice will do the rest of the game for you. That's true. That's true. I love narrative dice. Because it all comes down to the dice. Yep. And the players. And the cats. And the cats. Fiona's Fiona's coming over to say hi. Yes. Hi, little girl. Having the cats. It's very important, gaming with cats. Are you kidding? We still have to play The Secret Life of Cats. Yes! yes! Oh my god, I still want to play that. Zoe keeps reminding me that we got to play that we when she's, to do that. she's back in town. The Which, Secret Life of Cats? It's a fate system game. It's a bit of a more advanced RPG. But the concept is that you're playing cats, and cats are actually magical creatures. They have different schools of magic. And we protect our burdens, who are our humans, from magical Because there's, there's, there's evil things. Think uh, The Secret of Nim, but in reverse, that the rats and things are evil. Okay. And the cats are good. So why have we not been playing that? <laughs> well, it's the fate system, so it uses funny dice compared to what you're used to. And it's a little less character sheety and more aspecty. Once you get a little more uh, uh, experience, we will show you the fate system. It's a great system, but it's like it's good to have some gaming under your belt first. Yep, okay. it's and it's I'm there. We're doing one. Okay? okay, okay. And it's one of those two that you create aspects on the table, and it's, it might be a little more difficult for you to keep track of what's on the table in play. But the fate system is. Huh? Aspects are sexy. 
Aspects are super sexy. Because you could have a, an aspect as a cat saying sexy as shit could be your aspect. That's Fiona's aspect right Yeah, now. that's what she's playing. It's a super it's a super easy system, but it's a complex system. So that covers August the 9th. How has a game surprised you? So many ways. So many ways. Like a cat. Full of surprises. Down in the depths of the mountain, we dwarves spend our time forging powerful weapons, mining precious gems and metals, and feasting like kings. But after a day of digging for the next Arkenstone, this dwarf likes to come home to a package full of loot. Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service forged specifically for RPG and tabletop gamers. Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handcrafted items, RPG jewelry, and more are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. So are you brave enough to reward yourself with a dungeon crate? By Morden's beard, I hope so. Dungeoncrate.com. Let the adventure begin. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening. So, Evie, we have a question. Okay. Where can people buy your buttons online? Do you have an Etsy store? Oh, we've got a Zibit store. What's a Zibit? I've never heard of that. What is that? It's, it's like Etsy used to be before they started letting people who do, like, resale stuff and mm. sell on Etsy. So it's a craft. So it's Etsy. all makers. It's all, it's all maker stuff. It's what stuff have, like have you guys considered Artfire? What? Artfire is like Etsy before Etsy became more commercial, too. Um, I don't know. I, I, Renee looked at several different places before we just decided on this. Okay. So we do have a Z 